You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to Classroom to Boardroom. I'm your host, Katie Chesney, and today we are going to offer up some valuable tips and strategies for the collegiate population to get them off to a great start in their professional career. And today we are talking with Maggie Mistel, and she is a certified life purpose and career coach who has helped thousands of individuals soul search, research, and job search into their ideal careers. So as we get started here, I wanted to describe what happens to some recent grads, I mean, maybe a lot of recent grads, you know, once they graduate, they've maybe started their job search or even they have started before they graduated, but they head out to job boards and they start applying to everything in sight that they're kind of qualified for. So can you tell us why this isn't the greatest way to find a job, especially a job that a recent grad will really be able to thrive and grow in? Absolutely. Well, to be honest, I love job boards as a form of research. Okay. And oftentimes they can lead to jobs, but to use job boards or that kind of blanket approach as your job search strategy doesn't lead to success and happiness for a lot of reasons. One is, unfortunately, especially with newer folks into the workforce, they don't have a lot of existing experience. So when you do that, when you apply for jobs and you're competing against others and it's a system that's looking at this, they're really looking for specific criteria. And if your resume doesn't match that exactly or if your submission of information doesn't provide exactly what they're looking for in this systematized way of looking at things, your resume, your application will end up in a black hole. So even for my experienced clients, it just doesn't tend to bear a lot of fruit, that approach, unless you are an exact match for what the job description says. Even then, it can be a challenge to make it to the top of, of the pile. So I don't recommend that even my experienced career coaching clients use that route. However, again, I love job boards because they're a great way to research what's available and what's out there mm-hmm. and compare it to what you would love to be doing and what kind of work is a match for your personality and your interests and your talents. So when it comes to looking at finding the right fit, you know, from a job standpoint, I mean, just landing a job, I guess, is a good goal for graduates. What I like to do is say, why don't you land the right job, one that you're going to want to stay in and build a career in, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, use it as your starting point. And to do that, you've got to start with a soul search, not just a job search. Can you tell us a little bit more about this soul search and what you should be doing when you're trying to figure out what to do with yourself? I mean, because graduating from college is a huge thing. This is a huge transition. There's a lot going on and it can be hard to figure out what to do with yourself. It can feel that way because all of a sudden you're expected to look at yourself as a commodity almost, Mm -hmm. right? It says, what boxes can I check when it comes to certain practical skills? And the good news is, is that colleges have done a better job of matching up coursework with actual real-world needs, right? But at the same time, when we talk about soul search, it's deeper than just a set of skills and, you know, you being a cog in a wheel. That's not really where career fulfillment comes from, and I can tell you for a fact. You know, when I work with clients that, they, you know, they've been in those kinds of jobs, they just kind of match themselves up to what's there. They're usually saying, I want more meaning. I want more purpose. I want something that matches who I am, not just what I can do. And that's where the soul search comes in. The soul search helps you see who you are naturally, left to your own devices, in terms of interests, passions, natural talents, even motivators and purpose, things that you have been interested in even since you were five years old, apply in your career. That's what's very fascinating. For a lot of college students, I don't think they realize how much they do know about themselves or how many clues there are already in their lives about what they enjoy and where they're a good fit. When I recommend that people do a soul search, what they're really looking for is to uncover what their core G 
genius is, what the package that makes up who they are, you know, and how they fit in, how that works with what the world needs. Mm-hmm. So again, as I said, this core genius makes up, when you soul search, you, for example, can ask yourself, when are the times when I felt my best and happiest? What projects or experiences have been my proudest, most fun, most interesting moments? And it doesn't matter what your age. We all have them. My son is three and he's had these ecstatic moments, right? I think he has them daily. (laughs) To take a step back and look at where you've been and where those times and places have come together for you to really shine and, and by naturally being who you are, not by you having to struggle to fit into anything. Yes, there's learning and things like that. But really, chances are, and this is what I see with my clients, we've been using our core genius our entire lives. It's something we're born with. It's something very natural to who we are. So when you look at your life this way and you say, well, what is it that I'm contributing? What do I add to situations? You know, whether it's group projects in school or whether it's been community activities. You know, what do I add that's unique? What, what do people come to me for? Because they know I'm good at it. You know, just naturally without me having to advertise or market for it or brand myself. Mm-hmm. It's just naturally what I emanate. This core genius is something every single person possesses, no matter what their age or what their level or what their experience. And when college students can look back on their lives to date with this kind of lens to soul search and think about who they are and where they've shined, that kind of question can really shed a lot of light and details on the types of situations where you're going to shine in the future. Now, what do you do if you have a degree in like pre-med, but you find out after you do some soul searching that, you know, maybe more of like a, a writing, communication, marketing type thing is really what you do enjoy, but you have this degree in something that doesn't apply and employers will see that. What, how do you do, how do you get a job when that happens? Well, it's great that you asked the question. I actually have an accounting degree and my CPA and I got all those things before I realized that numbers weren't really my game. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I've been there where you look at your resume and say, I don't want what this degree typically does. So what I say to people is you're looking at it again, look at it differently. If you liked pre-med enough, to get a degree in it, to spend all that time and energy in those courses, that does say something about you and what you're good at or what you enjoy. So get specific about that. Maybe you like the content of the field, but you don't necessarily need to do the work to be a doctor. But guess what? Doctors need, and medical, the medical system, needs communication, needs branding, needs all those things. Mm -hmm. So now, rather than look at it and say, oh, I don't have those skills and talents, what you look at and say is, well, I do have, obviously, a very solid background in industry that needs the kind of skills I want to be using, right? It needs this knowledge. I have this background. And I can either learn the communication side or take a few classes in it to get a foundation. But the communication stuff you can learn. Mm -hmm. That's how I would pitch it if I were applying for that kind of job. I'd say, listen, I have an interest. Communications and branding is where I want to be or writing. And I have this knowledge in this field already because of my studies. Because too often we look at what we don't have. And what I tell my clients is, look at what you do have. And if you've already been drawn to doing this degree, it wasn't a waste of your time. Nothing is ever a waste of your time. Rather, look and see how combining that with what you do want to do provides a service. And of course, like I said, that's an easy one. Branding, marketing, communication, especially in the medical field now with even healthcare changes. I mean, I've even seen commercials now for insurance companies that you never saw in television before. And pharmaceutical products. You know, so there's a ton of opportunity when you combine your interests mm-hmm. and get into detail about what you did like about that field, even if you don't want to do the typical linear pre-med go to medical school. Right. Now, what do you do after you have you figured out what your interests are, where you want to go with your career, you're applying to jobs, you get some interviews. 
And the position sounds like it's a perfect fit for you. It's everything that you want to do, but you just aren't sure about the company. So how do you kind of get a gauge for the company if it's going to be a company that you're going to thrive in in those job interviews? Well, you can use a job interview for some of that, right? Okay. Because even when you go to a place to interview, right, which often happens, or if these interviewers are coming to campus, mm-hmm. they oftentimes will do a networking event, or at least you'll be sitting with someone who will say to you, do you have any questions for me? So that's your opportunity to ask about the culture. So you could say, well, what, can you describe for me what you think the culture of this company has been like or what you enjoy about working in this environment? Or if you had to describe the company's culture in three words, what would you choose? You know, really ask the question about what it's like and don't be afraid to ask those kind of questions because you are looking for a fit. That's the major thing. I think most people in interviews think, they think it's a popularity contest, okay. right? They have to win out and be the chosen one. <laughs> so what I say is, well, yeah, I guess, but more so, you've got to make sure there's a fit between you and this organization. So if you know, for example, that you've always cared about even your own health and wellness, mm-hmm. right? And that's just a personal, important interest that you've had, and you want to make sure that the company you work for supports this kind of thing, you can even specifically ask about wellness programs. Do you know what your company does for wellness programs or where I might find out information about that? Do you know if the company offers volunteer opportunities because I have a strong passion for community service? Again, back to your soul search is when you get clear on the types of interests and passions you have, you can turn that around and ask the interviewer and, you know, you will get an opportunity to ask questions or if not, ask for it at the end of the interview. Hey, do you have a few minutes for me? Mm Mm-hmm ask for that and couch it and say, well, I'm interested in this. You know, how might I express that through your organization? Is that a possibility? How open are you, is the organization to this type of thing? It communicates things twofold. One, that you've thought about yourself and that you have a picture of what you'd like to see happen. And two, you care enough about selecting the right organization for you so that you're going to be happy. I'll tell you that most interviewers are concerned about you staying. They're not concerned about finding, yeah, they're concerned about finding the right fit, but they want to find the right fit because they want the person to stay. Yeah. And if they can find more ways to be of service to you rather than, hey, I'll pay you a paycheck for doing this job, that's great. (laughs) And we also offer all these other opportunities that match your interests. They're excited too because they know it's going to make you a better, more loyal, more engaged employee. Mm -hmm. It's a win-win. Now, as we look to wrap up the show, I wanted to give you the floor here at the end to share any final pieces of advice with our college students and how they can really do that soul search and figure out where they need to be and what they need to do to thrive early on in their careers. I can't stress enough that the the process, right, the steps of the process, first and foremost, needs to be the soul search. So even if you've gone through college never thinking about what it is you'd love to do, it's never too late, okay? Mm-hmm. Even if you're in a job or you're interviewing, stop and, and again, ask yourself or look and look at where you've been and what you've done and find the points where you've loved you know, those activities and get specific about what you loved about it. Also, when you soul search, you can ask other people, how does this work? What have you seen me do well in? What have you heard me talk about? Where do you think I'm passionate? Kind of reflecting back to you. You know, even take advantage of things like coaches like me, Mm -hmm. you know, who are focused on soul search and have workbooks and activities where you can, you know, ask yourself these questions, you know, put some structure to that soul search research and job search. And it'll really, it'll pan out for you because ultimately every employer wants you to want them to. And when you can make your job search into a more deliberately focused strategy on what it is you want and you use soul search and research to do that, it impresses the interviewers beyond belief and you will stand out more easily to the right places without all this stress and anxiety that I see so many people 
college students and otherwise going through. So what I tell people is, you know, enjoy it. Don't let the fun side go. Don't buy into the fact that work has to be a chore. Know that it can match what you want. But the number one step to figuring that out is to soul search and know who you are. There you have it, folks. And our time is come to a close today on Classroom to Boardroom. And I did want to thank Maggie for joining us. So thank you very much for sharing your experience and expert advice. We do appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Katie. Anytime. Now, if you're looking to find more employment-related shows, head over to ljnradio.com. If any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send our team an email at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm your host, Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I wish you the best of luck with your job search.